Hi, I'm Danielle. And I'm Ty. Together, we are hosting the Nebraska Land Bank Podcast. We promise this isn't some boring bank podcast. That's right. We aim to entertain. Listen every other Monday. We'll tackle topics like finance, business, sports, community events, and maybe even a course or two of great food finds. We're always community-minded. Every voice. Every topic. Every time. So turn the volume up, settle in, and let's let's talk talk Nebraska Nebraska Land. Okay, well, we are back here in the third floor podcast studio at Nebraska Land Bank. Ty, I've been um, paying a little bit closer attention to the mall project lately. It's really coming along. It looks so good over there. Okay, Miss Old Time North Platter, it's not the mall anymore. It's District 177. It's District 1- oh my goodness, I can't <laughs> believe I made that mistake. Of course, District 177. I do have a question, though, yeah. that I'm really curious about. When I drive by, that building, the Goodyear building, is so close to the, like, what on earth? Are they going to knock that out? Like, how oh, yeah. did they gonna, manage to build that? It's going to disappear here soon. So I was just over there the other day touring. And by the way, it looks fabulous. So, you know, the apartments are coming along. The the retail area, Dunham's is about ready to open. I, I've been in a brand new Dunham's store, and I think it's going to blow people's mind here, the, the quality of retail store that the Dunham's store is going to be. I hear they're going to probably open before this Christmas season, which is which is exciting. But yeah, as soon as I think the new tire location is um, is open, they will, in a very precise manner, demolish that building. And then it's it's just going to change the look of the whole project. I can't very even exciting. believe that they were able to put the one up behind it because it's got to be like oh, yeah. inches. I, I think it's like less than a foot. So crazy. <laughs> yeah. It, it does, though. It looks so good. So excited to see Dunham's open. Just exciting to see some of the activity. It is. It's, All of these things come to fruition. It is. It's really exciting. And and speaking of economic development, guess who we have with us here in the studio today? This is big stuff for us. We've got a director, uh, Anthony Goins, the director of Nebraska Department of Economic Development. He's the co-founder of Capital Cigar Lounge. He's a former bank executive, and he served as a sergeant in the U.S. Marine Corps. He's deeply involved in his community, and he's on various boards all across uh, Nebraska. So anyway, Tony, welcome to the studio. Thank you, Ty. It's an honor to be here. I got to enjoy hearing him as the keynote speaker at last night's uh, annual chamber banquet. And uh, Danielle, you're going to love this because he's a marketing guy. <laughs> nice. You have many talents, it sounds like. I didn't realize that you were a previous bank executive, but I'm excited to hear more about your background. Yeah. Yeah, Danielle. No, I you know, listen, I, I say I don't know about talent. I just say I, I work hard and, you know, I've had good people around me. I've had great teams. So yeah, as Ty mentioned, I served in the Marine Corps. Um, I worked a number of years with American Express after I left the Marine Corps. I started there as a security guard. Um, oh, that's cool. And and then, you know, through hard work and, and mentorship, you know, I was able to to do some really great things at Amex. And uh, from there, I went to uh, my first bank was Key Bank out of Cleveland, Ohio. So I spent a number of years with Key Bank and then Ford Motor Company on the credit side, about nine years there. Um, and then I went to work for USAA, the Federal Savings Bank. And then uh, during the financial crisis, um, I left USAA and went to work for J.P. Morgan Chase. So I had teams in in North America, in Manila, in Cebu. And uh, so it was, it was a really good run. And then, of course, Cabela's Bank. That's what brought me. I was recruited as the chief operating officer for the world's foremost bank. Well, we might have been coworkers in a distant way. You know, I, I right after I left college, I went to work for Key Bank in 19... 19- I think 98. And so I spent my first four years right out of college in Boise, Idaho, working for KeyBank. I was at Key 
1998. Hey, we were coworkers. We were coworkers. That's <laughs> so funny. I love that. Amazing. You know, I was it, in Cleveland. Oh yeah. It, you know, it was an amazing organization. I I learned so much about big world banking and at Key. It was a fun. It was a fun time, and it actually has served as a tremendous foundation for me in my time here in Nebraska land. So you still have your red key. You know, I I don't. I was thinking about that the other day because they wear key pins on their yeah. coats. And uh, no, I haven't seen my key pin, but I do have a North Platte, you know, city pin that I wear all the time now. So I'm excited. <laughs> I've got used to the pin habit back then. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, Tony, how did you become the director of Nebraska's Economic Development Department? Well, you know, we we in 2015 we started the sale of the world's foremost bank um, and the sale of Cabela's. So that deal uh, closed in late 2017, um, and then I started a consulting company. And I had met Governor Ricketts early in my tenure at here in Nebraska. Um, I asked him to come speak at a Veterans Day ceremony in Lincoln, and he he did. And so we formed a relationship around that time. Um, and uh, Dave Rippey, who was my predecessor, left to do another opportunity uh, down in Hastings. And so I get a call from Governor Ricketts, and I didn't have his cell phone number, so I didn't know it was him, of course. So I was in a meeting, um, uh, and I was at the time I was working at Lincoln Industries with a guy named Mark LeBaron, and his company. And, and, and so anyway, I listened to the voicemail, and it says, Hey, Tony, it's Pete Ricketts. Give me a call. I got an idea. I want to run by you. And so I called him, and uh, he asked me to join his cabinet. Previous to that, I don't know what you all remember, this was called Blueprint Nebraska. Mm -hmm. So Governor Ricketts had asked me to serve on the Blueprint Nebraska committee. So I started to somewhat get involved with economic development during that time frame. Now, originally when the governor called me, I said, Governor, I'm not an economic development guy. I'm just, I'm just a banker. And he made it clear that he really wanted a business person in this type of position this time. And uh, so I joined uh, Governor Ricketts' staff in October of 2019. And then I testified in front of the uh, legislative uh, committee in December of 2019. And that's when I was confirmed. That's great. Ty and I were kind of talking about being in banking and the role that banks play in economic development. And it seems kind of like there's always kind of like a natural, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, think of it this way. If I'm running a farm and I'm growing corn or soybeans, I need rain. I need water. Economic development is the water of banking. It truly is. I mean, it is what I like serves that. as the growth. Growth of our communities is what creates opportunities for what we do. So, you know, the, the fun part of our jobs as bankers is that we get to serve our communities and at the same time try to create a better environment for our business. And that's one of the great things about banking. That's right. That's right. That's right. So what about this cigar lounge? I want to hear about the cigar lounge. Yeah, yeah. You know, really, cigars and great cocktails, that's just a product. The venue was always created by myself and my partner, Austin Hillis, to have a place where people could come enjoy themselves. So our mission statement is we create many vacations for our friends. Our values are treat customers like friends because relationships matter, create an unparalleled experience with every visit, we have a staff that's professional while having fun, and we operate great for the greater good of the community. So we always wanted to have this venue where people could come enjoy themselves. And over my years in business, enjoying a cigar has always been the way to create some level of commonality because you can't do it fast. It forces you to slow down. 
forces you to have a conversation. And over that conversation, you find out you actually have more in common than you do apart. And so Lincoln didn't have a venue like that. And so we had to create it. That's great. What's the location? 5505 South 16th Street in Lincoln, Nebraska. It's actually on the corner of 14th and Old Cheney, right at that intersection. Can't miss it. It's a huge sign that says the Capitol Cigar Lounge. And how long has that been in the doors been open? Since October 26th of 2018. Nice. That's so we're coming great. up on our four year anniversary. Congratulations. Well, Danielle, we're going to have to go there, bring our spouses, and we got to get a great picture of, of you with a cigar in oh, your yeah. mouth at the cigar lounge. That's, that's what <laughs> yeah. we need for our podcast advertising. Jared would oh, love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, got a one, it's got a really great ventilation system, which was really important. You know, it pulls the smoke out and pumps up tons of clean air in every 30 minutes. So it's a, it's a real clean air environment. Nice. Okay, Tony, I am so focused always on what's going on in Lincoln County in this part of the state. What else is going on in Nebraska right now that's exciting? Where, what are some things that you're seeing that you're excited about? Well, I'm, I'm really excited about the momentum that we have right now across the entire state. Uh, we have the lowest unemployment uh, right at 2%. We have the highest workforce engagement at 70%. We have um, CNBC just moved us from 13th up to 7th. It's the best, best state to do business in. So, and so we've been getting a lot of great national press and a lot of it is, is really largely driven by our rebound from the pandemic. Political ranks us the number one state in the United States to be able to weather the upcoming uh, recession. Um, you, we've seen how the Fed has continuously raised rates at 75 basis points. And so he's really trying to cool the economy down and slow things down. And so Nebraska, because of our diverse economy, is is really poised to be the really the strongest state economically. So I'm excited about uh, the, the number of phone calls that we continue to get our pipeline. We have started to see a, a slight slowdown. It's not it's not draconian. But a lot of our large projects have put some things on hold right now just because they want to see what's going to happen Q1 of 2023, Q2 of 2023. But when you look at the ARPA funding that we just received, the billion dollars, when you look at all of the large projects that have been announced here recently, I mean, look, look at what's, what is happening here in North Platte. I mean, all of that creates economic development, creates great jobs. I'm excited about the fact that our our wages are going up because Nebraska was in a lower percentile of the United States in terms of pay wages. And so that's that makes it difficult to compete for talent when that happens. I'm excited about our $20 million internship uh, program that's going to be launched here in about another month or so. The bottom line is we have to use over-index on internships to retain that talent that's coming out of the post-secondary educational system. That is really, really important. And I'm excited about the good life is calling. I'm excited about our new marketing campaign because it, at the end of the day, we have to market our state. We have to tell our story to the extent that we can get that talent from places that um, that we need talent from. We need to get that talent to move here to Nebraska. Danielle is chomping at the bit to talk to you about this marketing campaign, aren't you? So the floor is yours, Danielle. <laughs> yeah, I I spent some time on the website and Beautiful. have reviewed the campaign. It's a great campaign. And I was just curious, is that your department that developed that campaign? Are you guys kind of the the leaders of, of the campaign? Yeah. So Danielle, Clint Runge, who owns a firm called Arch Rival. And Arch Rival, if you've heard of Red Bull, if you've heard of Spotify, and if you know the brand Adidas, 
then Arch Rival is the firm behind that, headquartered out of Lincoln, Nebraska. Clinton Runge is a great friend um, and has just done a great job. So, you know, during the pandemic, I had a conversation with Governor Ricketts about not just the Nebraska economy, but how do we start to bounce back? And we needed to market ourselves and talk about what we were doing here. And so we had $10 million. We did an RFP. We had nine firms competitively that apply for that RFP. And Arch Rival was the winner. And so with Arch Rival, we had a, a great conversation about how do we create this super positive image about our state and talk about the good life here and talk about the value of living, working and playing in Nebraska and the family values, the things that we hold near and dear to our heart. And it was all designed to attract talent. And then there's another series that are designed to attract companies in the verticals that we differentiate ourselves in here in our state. I really want our listeners to go onto YouTube or onto the website and look at the videos The Good Life is Calling. They're the I've seen three of them, and in particular, the one that keeps using good over and over and over again, I think is is so spot on for what we have in Nebraska. It um, really it is. It really is. It's a great video. How many people have seen those uh, videos at this point? Do you know, roughly? Oh, boy. I think uh, we've had over, I think the numbers are over 100 million. Wow, uh, that's, that's uh, video great. Video views, uh, over 200 million uh, impressions. We've exceeded all of our goal. But but as you all know, Daniel, in marketing, you can't just run a marketing campaign for one year and expect to have significant results in terms of because the end result is people move here and companies move here. Mm-hmm. And that takes time for people to make that decision. So what we're saying is that through the 2023 legislative session, the Department of Economic Development, we need marketing as a line item. I mean, marketing is a part of of business. If you think about the state of Nebraska, our total GDP is about $150 billion. You got to have a marketing line item when you run in a company of that size. And whomever the next governor is right now, of course, CEO of our state is is, uh, Pete Ricketts, Governor Pete Ricketts. So when you have you're running a firm of that size, you need a, a marketing line item because that's what helps you to grow revenue. And that has not existed in the past. No, it has oh, not. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of criticism that the tourism saying, um, you know, was it Nebraska? It's not for everyone. I'm not like a super big fan of that whole campaign personally. Neither am I. But but I get it. I get that they were trying to be unique, trying to be quirky. This campaign I love. I can just imagine this marketing team sitting around a big table, throwing around ideas, and when this one came out, like everybody high five and like this is spot on. <laughs> yes, just, I can yes. just imagine that day. Yeah. And, and you know, in actuality, the theme around the good life was developed some years ago, and it was actually kind of somewhat developed. We just built upon it by a gentleman from North Platte, Jay Wilkerson, who founded a firm called Firespring. Yeah, we know those guys. We do know those guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, Firespring helped us design our staff meetings. Believe it or not, that we have every we have every two weeks. Um, Danielle and I and several others went down to Firespring, yeah, and they mentored us on how to run large and efficient staff meetings, and we learned a lot from them, didn't we? We did. Oh, yeah, they have great a great firm. culture. Jay and and his wife Tanya are very dear friends of mine, and uh, so it's yeah. it's really an honor to be here in the town that he grew up in. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of our town, we want a little critique from you, and we want to hear a good and a bad. Um, sure. Tell us, what do you see about North Platte? What do you think is our greatest strength, and what do you see as our weakness? I think your greatest strength is alignment around leadership. 
You know, your mayor is a phenomenal CEO. Clearly, he's done a great job in getting everyone aligned and moving in the same direction, because when you look at the list of projects that you have going on at one time, that's a real differentiator for you. So the level of alignment, the level of leadership. The other thing I would say is execution, because in order to to get things moving at that cadence that you've done here in North Platte, that is not easy to do. Not easy to do. So I would say, you know, that that's that's your strength in terms of opportunities. I would say I think you just got to keep doing what you're doing. You know, I think uh, you've got a ton of momentum. I mean, you you have a really, really significant opportunity to keep moving forward. You know, Ty, you and I talked about housing. Yep. So I, th- I think, you know, North Platte should double down on housing, find ways and incentives to bring contractors in so that they can build um, multiple levels of housing, um, not just at an, an affordable price for the consumer, but of course the contractor needs to make money also. So I think we've really got to find that sweet spot and continue to bring housing in. And as long as you do that, then you, you'll, you'll continue to, to grow. The other thing I would say is you just need to tell your story. Use that good life is calling the templates. I think North Platte has to continue to market themselves, not just to Nebraska, but to the entire region. Because as I said last night, when you're winning, people want to join your team and you can recruit people from around the country, from around the world to move here to North Platte if they know there are opportunities here and they know the story and they know your value system. That's great advice. Yeah, it's fabulous advice. Now, this ties right into where we're going to head with our trivia game today is Tony is extremely passionate about internships. I've seen him speak on this multiple times. Yes. And before we dive in, um, anything you want to comment about internships? I think internships is the largest lever that we can pull to retain young people in our state. And I say that because I think we have to look earlier in that funnel. I firmly believe that you need to look at freshmen. You really need to go down and look at high school, high school seniors, high school juniors. Give those kids an opportunity to work in some way, form or fashion with your firm. Make sure that they stay engaged during the year. So this is not just a summer job, but find ways to create part time opportunities so they stay engaged. By the time you get to their junior year, you should be making them an offer. So the young person goes into their senior year already knowing they have a job when they graduate. And the only thing they need to do is to fulfill their responsibilities their senior year in college. And then they come work for your firm and you move them around in different departments. So they get a a wide range of experiences and really understand the inner workings of, of your firm. And I think if we over index and if we execute on that across the state, then I think we'll have a higher level of retention. And that's going to really, really work very well for us. And then you got to re- look at other colleges around the country and recruit from those other colleges and give those kids internships here. Because what I can tell you is that we see that other firms out of state recruit our students and they go intern in their in their states. And so we have to go on offense in order to keep our young talent here. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you mentioned earlier a $20 million program That's that correct. the department is launching. Can you tell us more about the specifics of the program? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's an RFP right now that's under review uh, by the Department of Administrative Services, which is a normal protocol before you put a grant out. But 
at a high level, there will be a economic development nonprofit organization that will be able to apply for the grant. They will manage that the program statewide. Companies can use, uh, apply to subsidize salaries if you need housing for the student, depending upon where the student is moving for the internship. It can be used for housing. If you have interns that will, are coming from out of town, it can be used for airline tickets. Um, it can be used, uh, a portion of it can be used for marketing. So it's really just designed to help the company from a cost perspective be able to move into the world of internships and do it more effectively. That's great. A great incentive yes. for businesses. Well, so Tony can get back to Lincoln yeah. today. You ready to um, you ready to run him through our fun trivia? Yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> now, Tony, this is a, as a thank you for your time today. This is an opportunity to uh, to win some money for a charity of your choice. Okay. And what we do is we put a hundred dollars in the pot every episode, and it was one in our last episode, so the pot's dry. So you're a uh, hundred dollars if you win the game today to a charity of your choice. Okay. Yeah. And today we're going to do things a little bit differently. I think we're going to do. Were we going to do? The $25 per question. Oh, we're going to oh up things a little bit today then, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Boy. Well, very good. Very good. Yeah. Um, okay. So basically what I have for you today, based on your passion for internships, is I have some some famous people that started out as interns. So I'm going to describe the person and you have to guess who they are. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. Okay. So first one, this famous TV host got her start by doing an internship at WLAC TV. It's a CBS affiliate in Nashville, Tennessee. She succeeded to such an extent that the program offered her a full-time job. She's now a media executive, actress, talk show host, television producer, and philanthropist, one of the most famous women in the world. She's considered one of the most influential women in the world as well. She's also a spokesperson and partial owner of many brands, including Weight Watchers. Who is she? Oprah Winfrey. You got it. <laughs> wow. So it all started with an internship. Yeah, right? it did. Her, I yeah. did not realize that. Yeah. That's good stuff. Okay, next one. This famous actor and filmmaker completed an internship at the Great Lakes Theater Festival in Ohio while he was attempting to complete a college degree. The internship lasted three years and led him to dropping out of college, but he went on to become the fifth highest grossing actor in North America. He's starred in flicks like Turner and Hooch, Apollo 13, and Sleepless in Seattle. Famous quote from a movie, life is like a box of chocolates. Tom Hanks? <laughs> yes. Okay, oh, how good a movie was Turner and Hooch? Really, if you had, that that movie was that, that was good stuff. Turner and Hooch in the and day. Sleepless in Seattle are like yeah, I don't know about Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> hey, you're doing pretty good here, Tony. You're okay, two, you're two for two. Two for two. Okay. All right, next one. Moving along. As a junior in high school, this man spent his summer interning in Washington, D.C. as a congressional page and said that was when he learned to stay out of politics. He is now a successful software developer, investor, and philanthropist. He's one of the richest people in the world and is well known for his philanthropic work to eradicate polio, research renewable energy alternatives, and solving the world's sanitation problems. Oh, boy. The world's sanitation Software developer, Microsoft. <laughs> uh, Bill Gates? <laughs> Bill Gates. I was say, that was a little oh, tougher. It yeah. was because there's several very yeah, famous software developers. Piece. Sanitation piece through, yeah. through me all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Great job. Last one. This man is somewhat of a serial intern, completing internships at Bank of Nova Scotia. Hmm. Is that how you say that? Microsoft mm-hmm. Canada, Rocket Science Games, and Pinnacle Research. There's no doubt these internships shaped his career goals in finance, computer science, and technology. He is now a technology entrepreneur, investor, and engineer, and is the founder and CEO of several companies. He's one of the richest people, most uh, Forbes list, most powerful people in the world, recently made headlines for the proposed acquisition of a social media company. Elon Musk. You got it. Yeah. And what was his internship again? I, I think yeah. I rolled asleep for he a second did, there. He was a serial intern. So he had internships at Bank of Nova Scotia, Microsoft Canada, Rocket Science Games, and Pinnacle Research. So he had several internships. Well, I think you just backed up Tony's uh, case here on yeah. internships. So. I have other examples too. Some of the others, there's a lots of um, like Steve Jobs. He was a really young intern. He His internship started at 14 years old. Wow. Um, and who, oh, Sean Combs, Puff Daddy, oh, became yeah. very famous yeah. Oh, yeah. through internship, yeah, or very successful, I should say. And Evan Spiegel, who's the founder of Snapchat, a co-founder of Snapchat, also started as an intern. Just tons of them as I was doing research. Wow. Can you send me that? Can you email that oh, to sure. me? Oh, sure. Yeah, I'd be happy to. I'll give you the credit for it, Daniel, but I'm, you know <laughs> I I'm going to use credit. this. Okay. <laughs> I no, promise I... to give you the credit, though. <laughs> okay, Tony, the big question is, you've won $100 uh, that we're going to donate to the charity of your choice in your name. Where would you like it to go? So Jay Wilkerson and Graham Panzing Brooks, they have this uh, nonprofit. It's called the, the Do More Good Movement. So I wanted to go to Do More Good. That's great. That's an organization that we're close with. Uh, we work with Firespring as our marketing agency. They're our partner. So uh, I'm very familiar with Do More Good. So yeah. what a great organization. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Well, Tony, we can't thank you enough for joining us this morning. It's bright and early, by the way. We forgot to mention that. And we appreciate <laughs> you taking the time with us before you head back to Lincoln. You did a great job last night. We love having you in North Platte. And you're always, always welcome here in Nebraska Land Bank. Thank you, Ty. Much appreciated. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening to the Nebraska Land Bank podcast. As always, you can head over to nebrasklandbank.com slash podcast to sign up to our email list. Nebraska Land Bank podcast, community-minded, every voice, every topic, every time. Member FDIC and equal housing lender.